Radio Star Off the Page presents Alamo by Jonathan Luskin. Jim sits in his easy chair, tapping his PlayStation video game. Sandy stands in the kitchen doorway. Lucky stares at his doggy door. The coyote prowls upstage. A fugitive coyote, black from crawling through arson-burned fields, creeps with the dusk into a gated cul-de-sac in Alamo. Forced from his natural habitat, he sniffs the air for house pets, but discovers only the chlorine scent of a swimming pool. Jim. And Sandy. And their albino dog, Lucky. Are locked inside the house. (sighs) Lucky lays in a twitching lump of fur, aching to go outside, shred the chemical lawn with his paws, and mark the mailbox with his scent. (sighs) He's a house dog. But he's the leader of his own pack. Jim hasn't taken him for a good walk in a month and a half. And now he's too obese to fit through the narrow flap of his doggy door. Jim sits in a white easy chair. Six weeks unemployed. His toes sunk into the white shag rug and tickled by corn chip crumbs. He pounds the pad of his PlayStation. Tap, tap, tap. Punching through 13 levels of mafia intrigue and gore, hoping to discover the complete sequence of keys required to control simulated human behavior. Sandy stands in the kitchen doorway, swaying to the hum of the microwave. She skipped her afternoon meeting at the Alamo Landslide Abatement Committee, and for the first time in 18 years of marriage... She packed her bags. ...determined to leave Jim for an indefinite visit with her sister, but lost her courage and went shopping. She charged a red dress at Nordstrom's, then, seeing her flat chest in the dressing room mirror... Bought a push-up bra at Victoria's Secret. Smiling at the men who called out to each other across the racks. Sandy angles her red dress to expose the uncomfortably compressed cleavage in her new bra. (sighs) Tap, tap, tap. A blonde prostitute runway walks across Jim's virtual display. He squeezes the console and her polygonal breasts fill the screen in close-up. Jim? I'm busy. Sandy is suddenly dizzy. The bra makes it difficult to breathe. She scans the white carpet, searching for a horizon. In college, Jim rescued Sandy from a hole in the skating pond ice. They talked for hours. And ended their first date by making love. The PlayStation Portable could hold all of the words that now pass between them in a month. In a year. Lucky sniffs at the thin crack beneath the rubber flap of the doggy door, licking his sensitive nose to clear away a smear of beef byproduct from dinner. Suddenly, his neck hair stands up at the scent of the coyote. Sandy reaches beneath her dress and unhooks her bra, breathes deeply, and recovers her balance. She asks the back of Jim's head, Have you eaten today? I bet. (laughs) Corn chips? Uh Uh-huh. I could heat something up, open up one of those two vindaloos. She means the foil-sealed Tasty Bite Indian meals. Okay, he says, hoping she will leave to prepare the meal and let him get back to the game. Sandy has already melted two Tasty Bites into a puddle of plastic. She is so unsettled by the possibility of leaving Jim that... She can't properly operate a microwave. Or we could order delivery, she says. Bad Chinese or bad Mexican. 
Prefixing bad to the local Alamo restaurants was her prickly reminder that they once lived in a leafy college town on the East Coast. Where the food was seasonal and unwaxed. You choose, says Jim. Tap, tap. Jim goes back to his game. L1 plus triangle press up, down, and she smiles. L1 plus triangle press down, up, and she kicks me in the balls. Huh. Jim was never big on eating dinner at home anyway. As a major player in mid-market sales, Jim ate huge client lunches. Hosting carnivorous Kansans who flew to San Francisco armed against vegetarians. They brought their own steaks, packed in dry ice. Jim still leaves the house five days a week at 6 a.m., Pretend commuting. His two-ton Escalade past the ortho-fertilizer plant that lets him propagate his Kentucky lawn grass. Faster than Lucky can dig it up. He parks under the orange gas flares of the Conoco Phillips refinery to search for patterns in the flames. For 15 years, Jim decomposed complex human behavior, bringing huge profits into the insurance brokerage. But none of his computations predicted the eight hundred million dollar fine slapped on the firm by the feds for rigging the bids to a dozen public school systems. The first person they jailed was Jim's boss, a school voucher conservative. When the stock fell from $40 to 40 cents, they fired Jim, replacing him with the bewildered son of the new CEO. I don't want the job anyway, Jim said. I'm having doubts that human behavior can be entirely explained by actuarial statistics. Before shredding the company platinum card, Jim charged a box of cahibas and a bottle of Lagavulin. He drove home. Lucky was thinner then and shot through the doggy door to greet Jim in the driveway. And smoked and drank until he was sick. The coyote licks the grill on Jim's giant stainless steel barbecue, happy to taste the crust of an ancient summer pork chop. Tap, tap, tap. Sixty-seven more taps... And the accumulated microtraumas from tens of thousands of repetitions will inflame Jim's tendons, undo millions of years of evolution, and leave his opposable thumbs unable to grasp. Even a light beer. Jim, for the first time, sees his braless wife in her sexy red dress. He considers dropping the PlayStation on the floor and asking Sandy to sit on his lap. She looks gorgeous but unhappy, which makes him feel guilty. He puts the game in pause. I miss you, sweetie pie, he says. I miss you, too. Nice dress. A flash of sharp pain crosses Jim's face. Honey, you okay? We have any ibuprofen? Sandy hitches up her dress and walks into the kitchen to fetch the pills and a glass of water. Lucky recognizes the pause music of the PlayStation and shuffles over to Jim, angling for an ear scratch. Good boy. That's a good boy. We'll go for a walk. Soon. Good boy. Sandy returns with the water and the drugs and hands them to Jim, unzips her dress, and drops it to the floor. Jim spies his naked wife over the edge of the water glass. He places it carefully on the floor lifts a PlayStation from his lap to loosen his belt, and accidentally switches the machine from pause to play. Lucky pricks his ears at the PlayStation, the shrill twang of a wire garrote. A vengeful loan shark is about to strangle Jim. Woof! Woof! Watch out, Jim! Oh, shit, cries Jim. 
tap, tap, tapping. The console. No pain, no gain, no pain, no gain, no pain, no gain. Sandy sinks naked to the floor and buries her head in her dress. As five rounds of lead from Jim's pistol whack the lone shark. If a woman falls alone in Alamo and her husband doesn't hear, does she still make a sound? The coyote bumps his nose against the kitchen window. He sees Sandy collapsed on her red dress on the white carpet, like blood on snow. Lucky considers padding over to Sandy and licking her face. But the coyote is so close the dog can hear its moist breath condense on the window pane. And Sandy never liked Lucky anyway. She was a cat person. Without a cat, the worst kind of dog companion. Lucky turns his back on Sandy. He pushes and wedges and pushes his shoulders against the doggy door until the rubber flap rips free. And waddles into the night. Sandy crawls off to the kitchen, dragging her dress. She calls her sister from the bedroom, pulling on tight jeans and a leather jacket while whispering into her cell phone. Jim rotates his shoulders, forcing his useless thumbs against the control pad. A few more clicks and he's learned every keystroke shortcut, played every scenario, killed every opponent. Now, the world is predictable, causal, and perfect. Even better than insurance. Sandy bounces her roller luggage across the Italian kitchen tiles pausing only to stamp the petal of the chrome wastebasket and drop her cell phone into a congealed mass of Tasty Bite chicken vindaloo. The PlayStation turns blue and dies! What's this? Jim slaps the control pad so hard he doesn't hear... The sound of splintering wood as Sandy backs out the Escalade without opening the garage door. Fucking Sony! Screams! Jim's Escalade gets air off a speed bump at the edge of the cul-de-sac. In a cloud of burning rubber, Sandy is gone. Atop a tall embankment above the cul-de-sac, the coyote struggles to remove Lucky's nylon dog collar from his crimson teeth. He looks up at the sky, angry at the streetlights that hide the moon. He digs a trench in the soggy dirt, intending to bury half the carcass for a late-night snack. As his paws scratch deep into the earth, it begins to slide. An avalanche of mud rolls down the steep hill towards the White House. Jim lifts his gaze from the blank screen. He has trouble focusing on the torn doggy door. Was that the sound, he wonders, of my car pulling out of the driveway? Sweetie pie? Lucky boy? Here, boy. Come to me. He rises to investigate, then stops short at the growing rumble of the landslide and the triumphant howl of the coyote. (laughs) Jim slumps back into the white easy chair and waits. Fade to orange sky, then black. End of play. You've been listening to Dan Wilson, Jana Sobel, Zach Stern, Diana Brown, and Jennifer Jaja in... Alamo, written and directed by Jonathan Luskin. Radio Star Off the Page is a Cassandra's Call production.